Welcome to the show, Danny Russo. <laughs> Hi. I'm so happy to have you. We've shared so many, so many, so many crazy times together. I definitely <laughs> lived probably my wildest nights with you. That's good. I'm glad you <laughs> think of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we got the, those years out of our system. That for sure. <laughs> no, we had so much fun. So Danny and I met in San Francisco. So I was, I think I was already working at Diva International. Wait, I think or we maybe... drink every time we say San Francisco. <laughs> okay. What like are you the... drinking? First of all, you know, Grigio. I am drinking a Hello Kitty from the 99 cent store sake. Nice. 10 out of 10. <laughs> so we said San Francisco. Cheers. I think I had already been working there for like, I want to say like two or three years max. How long did you work there in total? Um, almost five years. Okay. I think you were there so, for like a year or two before. Yeah, not too, not too much. Yeah, like a year or two. The way that you would, we would all get hired is we would have to bring in a client and mm -hmm. we would have to do whatever we wanted, whether it be like, uh, I think she had me bring in like a girl and a guy, but you had a lot of mm -hmm. balls and it was so, <laughs> it was intimidating, right? Going into the salon so like the girl that I brought in I knew so that was like it Easy. made it not so bad um I guess it kind of was I just remember I was in the back like doing her toner and I was like I don't know what the fuck to use because I've never used Wella before and I think I yeah. asked one of the other people there and they were like oh just figure it out so I just kind of like pulled something out my ass and figured it out and it looked okay <laughs> I the only reason why I say it had to be intimidating is because I specifically remember me and some other co-workers we were just standing there staring at you do your model for the job like that's how we would basically audition for, for a position to work at the salon we couldn't believe that you did a bleach and tone for <laughs> you're like audition to be hired for the salon we're like this girl and I I literally was like I kept telling the boss like she has balls like who does that shit like it's so many things can go wrong in a bleach and tone even if it is somebody that you already knew and had been doing their hair for yeah. a long time like so many things could go wrong so I feel like it was love at first sight for me I was like yes <laughs> like this girl like has some grit in her we became so close we did because I was hella young and then you and this other person were still young but like older so it took us like a year-ish to to build up we were so such a good match I can't even yeah. <laughs> they're in so many ways like at work I felt like we worked so well together we really did because we helped each other yeah we both wanted like one another to succeed and be the best we could be and we knew that be also the cool thing about the dynamic is that we were we weren't independent contractors we weren't like independent stylists we were all one team so in a sense you were only as strong as your weakest link so everybody wanted everyone to be good but we definitely <laughs> tried our hardest when it came to the art and the craft of it all yes we knew like what we were doing we were very confident in that sense and if we didn't we faked it and we still made it happen so whatever 
yeah. <laughs> uh, you just have to go for it and um, it'll turn out okay. But <laughs> we have the same thought process when it comes to what we feel and how we feel about celebrities and for sure yeah things like things like that fun like fun but we're also bitchy and I and we never take ourselves too seriously too I think I probably took myself way more seriously in those days because I was so passionate about doing hair it was literally like my freaking identity your job I was very professional Yeah, and I was very strict with, like, all of you guys, too. Like, come on, get your shit together. This bottle says five minutes, and you're doing four. Okay, and that's not how we do it here. These are the manufacturer instructions, and it's in the Wella book. I was, like, brainwashed (laughs) by the company. I literally taught manufacturer directions. How freaking boring is that? No, you really did. Yeah, I I was literally, like, conditioned it was so fun because we got to do so many creative things we were not only like doing little photo shoots we would take road trips to big old hair shows and conventions mm-hmm. remember when we took my jeep patriot to la and we oh, had yeah. like what happened to my car in the middle of nowhere it, it was like smoking uh, no it was like slowing down wasn't it something was happening <laughs> And we got it to a gas station and we had to put like coolant or something like that. But like, Wait, it was. We went to Huntington. I think I had like a boyfriend at the time. Was it that? I think you had a boyfriend a lot of the times. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was my Southern California boyfriend. <laughs> we did really cool things. And mm-hmm. oh my God, it's it so was crazy. Fun. It was so fun. We had so much fun. And our nights after work were probably the most wild (laughs) of my life. We literally get off work. We'd go to the local bar. And at that point, we were cutting like all those guys' hair. So a lot (laughs) of those nights, I wasn't paying for any drinks. And you know what Mm -hmm. my drink of choice was? Mine was beer. It was freaking Jameson straight with a side of Coke. And I just take a little shot, take a little sip, little shot. Like I, my tolerance was very much so, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, our our boss went. Yeah, it was cool. Like we, people of the area went, we weren't like. Yeah, we'd go when we, what was cool about working in the financial district was that in, and those times, like it's nothing like that anymore, which is really sad. All the service industry people that worked in the financial district all kind of hooked each other up and hook uh, and hung out at, at night. So we would go to like the Chinese restaurant or whatever, and then we'd get like appetizers and drinks there. And we knew the bartender. Like it was, it was fun. And then you were living there, so a lot of nights went till we didn't go to sleep. It just went to work the, again the next day. <laughs> There were so many times where I would just see you walk in. I'm like, this bitch should not sleep. She has not slept yet. (laughs) I pulled a couple of those, but I think because you worked in the city, you did it a lot more. Yeah. Life's a little bit different. We were in our twenties and living life to the fullest. And as soon as I broke up with my long-term boyfriend, it was like, let's do it. But also like, I feel like 
yeah, we had jobs there, but like it was very intense, but because it was so controlled, like we didn't really have a lot of responsibilities, if that makes sense. Like everything could have, like everything was always handed off to somebody else. You know what I mean? No client was really yours. So like you didn't really have the responsibility of building a business and all of that. You were just like, oh, I have to pop in and do what I do best. Okay, perfect. Like yes. you go so in, you do color. Appointment. You want an espresso? Ask the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually really, really like that dynamic. Now that I'm out of it, I think mm-hmm. that is a cool way to work at a salon because one, you're employed. And so you, as even though you can make more money as like a independent contractor or whatever, it's less responsibility and it's less like tax wise, it's easier and stuff like that. And it's fun to work with a lot of people when you're by yourself. It's, it gets boring. Like right now doing lashes and stuff, I'm just in a room by myself. And the only people that I really have adult conversations with is my clients, but it's like one-on-one. It's not like, you know how it is to have like a coworker talk. We talk shit all day long. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I miss the most. So I kind of can't wait to get back to that in a way um, to have like coworkers. Cause I feel like your best friendships come from your coworkers. Oh, you want to do childcare? Well, I want to start there. I eventually I'd like to work like in the district or something like the school district. I think I'm trying to set myself up so that when Zachary goes to school, I'm just here instead of commuting all the time. I've been commuting to work forever for so many years and I'm just tired of driving Mm -hmm. so much. I don't know, change of pace, change of life. But the nice thing about having the cosmetology license and having the skill is that you kind of can do it anywhere, but you just have to start over all the time. But you want to do hair again? No, right? I don't know. I thought about it. I do weddings still. I'll randomly do weddings. Um, I don't like promote it or anything, but I enjoy weddings because they're fun. They're kind of, yeah, I miss hair in the sense of I was really good at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was really good at it and it was easy for me. Like I just understood it so well. But now you have the coolest job ever. I literally <laughs> love what you do. I think it's so uh, cool. Thank you. So tell me what you do. Tell the listeners. Um, I do wigs. I cut and color wigs. Um, you didn't say San Francisco. Oh, wait. So Danny moved from San Francisco to the East Coast. <laughs> I do wigs in Brooklyn in the Jewish community uh, for Orthodox women, but we also do uh, wigs for people with hair loss. But in the Orthodox Jewish community, women cover their hair um, once they're married. So most oh. do wigs, some do like a scarf. So it's only like for their husbands to see their hair. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So in Brooklyn, like there's a there's a huge Jewish community, like Orthodox, and there's a bunch of like wig stores. So the store that I work for is owned by like a Jewish woman. And there's like two in California, one in Florida. It's like a bunch of Jewish people moved to Florida. And then there's like an online store. Wow. So, that's so crazy. I did not know that. So when you're single, you can have your hair out normal. Mm-hmm. It's just yes. when you get married. Don't but you like, feel like sometimes the wigs look better than the natural hair? No, they really do. Like, 
it's I see your work and it looks so good thank you no usually the girls like the super religious girls like before getting married they just keep their hair like natural they cut like a one length maybe a few little wispies but like that's it so do you cut their natural hair too no no so you don't do any hair cutting at all anymore like uh like I'll do it for my coworkers, but like it's so nice like not doing hair anymore like sometimes I'll do color for like people that I know I want to be around but like other (laughs) other than that no so this is literally (laughs) like God gave you the most perfect job for you I feel like I don't know and like the pay, like compared to where we used to work, the pay is so much better. Like it really is. But like, I also feel like since leaving that salon in San Francisco, cheers. I feel like I finally was like able to kind of find my own style and like do my own thing. Yeah. Which was really nice. I feel like everything really worked out. Like I was so scared of like leaving that place. But like, I feel like after I like, I was like, I do know what to do and I can do it for myself. So it was really nice. What was the moment that made you, made you feel like, okay, I'm going to move away from San Francisco to the East Coast? <laughs> had a for anyone that's from- hearing the slamming, Danny is slamming her, her glass <laughs> down after we say the word San Francisco every time. <laughs> No. So what was like the moment that you felt like you, like, I'm moving to the East coast. I'm doing this. Oh, um, well, I had a friend that lived there and she was like, um, you can come stay with me. And then just being in San Francisco, everybody left, everybody left the salon. And I was like, Oh, it's so boring. You left. So yeah. So I had to leave and then I had to break up with my boyfriend. So the moment in time was just calling your name. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it, but at the same time, I just felt like, yeah, like that seems so fitting for her. Like it just when you were telling me everything, I was like, I remember I cried. You came to my house. You came to my house for the last time. I think I did your hair or something like that. And when you left, I I cried. (laughs) But yeah, it was so that was sad for me because I also felt like it was like the end of our era in a sense like we were closing that chapter in our book I knew that like my life was changing and your life was just beginning in the sense of like you're totally starting this new venture in the hair world and everything Mm -hmm. like that and you I would say like people probably misunderstand you a lot when it comes to how you actually are because you come off as the biggest bitch (laughs) Like you come off as like stuck up in the biggest bitch and you're not like you're sarcastic, which I am too, which I think that's why we get got along so well, but there would be times and if I don't like you, then go fuck yourself. But like, I'm really not like that with many people. No, you're not. You're actually really sweet. But when I do feel like I'm being mean in my head, I'm really mean. And then other people are like, you don't even look bad. Like just remember being like because my bitchiness was different than yours like you wouldn't churn yours off probably not bitchiness your like face your sarcasm the way you were even with (laughs) clients 
you would still stay in that role. And for me, I was like, like super fake with clients. Like I was definitely like customer service. And I would tell you like, Danny, you cannot say those things (laughs) to the clients. And so when I found out that you were coloring wigs, I'm like, perfect. This is perfect job for her. She doesn't have no, to like. But I, I still see the people, but like people in Brooklyn, like it's different. Like, yeah, but you're not they, sitting they there with them coloring their hair, are you? No, but they come in, you do a consultation, you talk about it. They come in when they pick it up. Sometimes they just hang out for an hour talking about random shit and you're like, I have to do stuff. Yeah. But. But it is different when you're standing there doing a color for like an hour and a half and you're like trying and these, a lot of customers just, especially when we were working in San Francisco, a lot of these customers were, um, (laughs) I think they lived vicariously through us in a sense. Oh, for sure. We were so fun. We were so fun. So they were always asking us questions and this and that. And we were just like. I'm done talking to this person like already, but typically we're in the service industry. You have to fake it. And you just be like, I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> ask you questions. Like you would be quiet the entire appointment. Like you would not I talk. Would turn them so I don't have to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. You would literally not talk to them like the whole time. But I but, think, but what am I supposed to talk about? And also I was like 22. What am I going to talk about? I didn't watch the news. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just funny because I think people got to a point where they knew you. Right. And then they knew yeah. like, how diva or me and people would be like oh danny don't worry you're in good hands and they knew like she doesn't talk much but she does a damn good job so i don't even give a shit (laughs) no i even have clients now like we're talking and i'm like okay that's fine they're like that's fine no you need to tell me that everything's gonna be okay like i just need to hear the words I'm like, yeah, everything's going to be great. Like, you're just not that person. You're not like a sugar coater. And I totally respect that. But I was like, oh my gosh, she literally just needs to be a hairdresser that she doesn't have to talk to anyone while she's doing their hair. And you literally are coloring wigs and don't have to literally sit with someone doing their hair. And I just thought it was the like best way for you to do what you love to do, which you're such a good colorist. I think that mm-hmm. like is where you excel the most is like, you're such a good colorist. And then you didn't really have to talk to people the way you used to have to talk to people. Yeah. So that was such a perfect career <laughs> for you. It is. And I have a lot of like online clients through Instagram too. So like, I love them, but like, I'll never have to like be face to face. So it's nice to like message on Instagram and then they just send it in the mail it's so nice fell into your hands like a piece of gold really did because you did you already have that job lined up when you moved out there no so uh ray's best friend was working for the company in long beach and she told me that they were hiring but i was working Ray, the one we used to work with yeah oh that i didn't know that was that connection yeah, so I was working at a salon in Manhattan, and then Ray messaged me that her friend, who's working at the Long Beach, California location, was like, they're hiring in Brooklyn, why don't you go over there? But she just said it was wigs, so like, and I hadn't gone really to Brooklyn yet, so I thought, 
of Brooklyn as just like warehouses. So I was like, I'm gonna work in a warehouse and I'm just gonna color wigs and I'm not gonna talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be such a vibe. It kind of started out like, like that though, right? No, I get off the train and it's a super Jewish area. So there's like guys with like the curls and everything, but like, I used to think they were Amish. So I was like, where the fuck am I? Like, <laughs> like am I in the Amish like area? And then I go there and they're like, yeah, like these are like Jewish people. But like, I know Jewish people, but not like this. So it was just, to me, it was so weird. But like what really did for me is they do, they do insurance, which as a hairdresser, that's like very rare. So I have like health insurance and dental and everything. So that's I was amazing. like, sign me up. And yeah, they're legit. Yeah, that's so awesome. Come to Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Roger and I have so many dreams of like living somewhere else, but it's just so hard when you have kids to just get up and leave, especially if you have like a blended family. But we're like, one day we're just going to move to Europe or something like that because it sucks here. (laughs) Yeah, he says that he would move to Portugal, but he doesn't even, well, he understands everything in Portuguese well, but I feel like he would have more of a culture shock than he would anticipate because when you don't speak the language is obviously a lot harder like you moved to the east coast but you didn't have to learn a different language you just had to adjust to a time zone exactly (laughs) bay areas paris hilton and nicole ritchie and i stand by that i still feel like i'm nicole ritchie and i still feel like you're paris hilton and literally are still on my phone as paris hilton and kind of obsessing over the real paris hilton lately she had a baby right yeah, secretly off the radar. She didn't even tell her mom. Her mom is... is... You could tell by the previous pictures. That what? That she had a baby bump. She didn't have a baby bump. She had a surrogate. She, she had oh, a are surrogate. You serious? Yes. Like she had a bump. Oh, you bitch. She was maybe just floating on her period. <laughs> No, she had a surrogate. She kept it quiet. Nobody knew. The only people that knew were her and her husband. Have you seen Paris in Love? The show? No. You have to watch it. You're going to love her even more. It just goes through her whole thing with her husband and having the wedding and her crazy ass mom. And then now I think she's continuing the season, but she kept the surrogate a secret and she literally was holding her baby and her mom walks in and she's like, what, what was baby's that? And she's like, meet your grandson. Aww. Yeah, they kept it a secret. I thought that was so cool. But she's, she's advocating so much for the girls and the kids that get sent to those like boot camps and things like that. Mm-hmm. She's literally like going to like the legislation and stuff like that. Like, She's creating new bills so that kids don't have to literally die over there. It's so bad, the things that happen to the kids over there. So she's doing a lot of that. But she was on Jimmy Kimmel the other day and Mm -hmm. um, on Watch What Happens Live with Mm -hmm. Andy Cohen. And she is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. She is. She doesn't age. flawless. She's so gorgeous. I guess I... Maybe what I'm thinking of Paris and Nicole and what was the show? The their infamous Simple show. Life. Simple life. 
they obviously were in their like more emo phase of life <laughs> so she didn't look as flawless as she like does grunge. grunge yeah but that was literally the style then yeah. and now she's just like a goddess I, I don't know I'm so obsessed with her lately she's the most <laughs> beautiful woman and she's she's like I just it hel- she reminds me of you so much <laughs> like it's so crazy the other day she's like I because she puts that baby doll voice on and I feel like you do that sometimes she goes I do uh, I play a dumb blonde but I'm actually not like kind of thing and I was like yeah I know freaking you're such an intelligent person Danny and I feel like people just like I said I feel like you're misunderstood as like a stuck-up bitch that's dumb dumb blonde or something but you're once you get to know you realize like you're really none of those things you're mm-hmm. super intelligent you are such a hustler and mm-hmm. you're actually really sweet and you're a really good friend so and you. I mean, you're a little bit of a bitch but I wouldn't say you're stuck up you're just very <laughs> sarcastic and like raw now we really need to dip into the pop culture since we're bringing in Paris Hilton. Have you heard about Amanda Bynes? What happened the other day? Yes, I did. out. video with Amanda Bynes, like before she got um, like picked up or whatever. Like I'm walking uh, on Hollywood Boulevard or whatever with Amanda Bynes. You saw it? Yes. She's like, what's yes. up or whatever. But she like, I don't know, it was sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. She literally has like, she's obviously an addict or something and huge mental health issues. And that's just like childhood mm-hmm. star shit, I think. But all I think about is how her and Amanda Bynes and Lindsay Lohan were both wilding out at the same time for so long. And like, look at Lindsay Lohan okay. now. I know she's pregnant. Okay, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Yeah, and she's a goddess too. Mm-hmm. And she's I still supposed to watch be- Netflix movie though. Me neither. I haven't either. But I wanted to. She lives in Dubai. She's just she's married. She's having a baby. She literally is on her like second wind in life. She is going to be. I am calling it now. She is going to mm-hmm. be like an Academy Award winner like well into her like 50s and 60s like I just feel like she is going to no like in general like in life her progression like I feel like she's gonna be such an icon (laughs) moving forward on and on and on and on Mm -hmm. that's how I feel about her and Paris Hilton is gonna become like now I can't say as famous as Kim Kardashian because I feel she is as famous as Kim Kardashian but like you know how Kim Kardashian is like just so internationally known, like just You're crazy. saying Paris Hilton will be as famous as Kim Kardashian? I think she is as famous as Kim Kardashian, yeah, but more But I think she's gonna be like the biggest. Cause I do think that Kim was the biggest for a long time. The Kardashian phase is over. We're done, right? No, apparently they're they've been um they're not invited to like the Met Gala this That's year. That's huge. Yes. Because fashion like, for Kim I mean, especially not, is like, everything. Icons, and it's like there's people who buy brands. There's people who are dying Kim. Like there's people that like buy expensive brands and like they're fashionable, and that's like the Kardashians. And there's people with like actual style. 
So they're like getting bumped off. We're done. We're done with the clean girl look. We're bringing back style. But I feel like they haven't been clean girl look for a long time. They've just been like following Kanye's regimen for a long time. And then Courtney just followed Travis Barker. But Kris Jenner, I don't know if she can pull them out of this one. I don't know. Their pages are boring too. Like it's just. They're boring. Is this really drama? Is Are these like really subliminal messages? Is this really drama? Are we just making this up because social media is so big? But then it is weird how she'll put like, Selena's like, I'm healing this little girl or whatever and put a picture of her Mm -hmm. as like a young girl and then Haley does the next day. Or then like Selena took a picture of herself like this and the next day Haley takes a picture of herself like this. I'm like, why is she? It's like, I'm thinking, is her PR having her do this because like bad publicity is good publicity? Like you can't be that obvious. These are current things. Yes. I haven't been up on it for like a week and a half. When it comes to Taylor Swift and Selena, you cannot yeah. speak badly about them. They have the craziest no. army. <laughs> so Taylor Swift does what they call Easter eggs. And yeah. she basically will release songs or singles or hints of like new albums or music. And she'll just have Easter eggs everywhere. And basically, that's just like little clues of what her, the name of her album is going to be or this or that. And I think that's pretty cool for the fans, especially the young ones. I mean, they go crazy over things like that. But Kim got a new face. Did you see that? Yeah, it's too much. But then Black China just dissolved all of her filler. No, but apparently she's going through this like Jesus thing. And she dissolved the filler in her face and she's got like the silicone shots in her ass and she's trying to dissolve it. And like she got short nails. She's like going very, uh, I guess, clean now. Well, I guess you got to find Jesus at some point in your life. I don't know. Still searching. She needs to like kick her mom out the door first. That was the most ratchet thing that we have ever seen on TV in our whole entire lives. I've never watched it. It's if you YouTube Black China Mom episodes on her reality TV show, mm-hmm. you will not believe that it made it on TV. Oh my it's god. It's so ratchet. Well, apparently she was like suing the Kardashians because they um somehow like got the show canceled. So she was like suing them for lost funds. Because the yeah. Rob and China show only had one season. Yeah, because they broke up. What's Rob and China if you're not together? They're so toxic. You know that I used to... I, I didn't, I'm sure I've told you this in the past. I used to DM Rob. Did you? Yeah. Do you still have it? I don't... He never DM'd me back. But I want to see what you DM'd him. <laughs> I... Okay, out of the... The celebrities that I would DM, I think it was um, Nick Jonas and Rob Kardashian. I was obsessed with him, and now, like, he does nothing for me. Nick Jonas? Yeah. But I still still really like Rob. I feel like he is so my type, it's not even funny. I like me a thick man. (laughs) But I think he got in shape now. Um, he's better. I don't know. He was like very, very cute, like in the younger years. So was like Scott so cute. Nick or whatever. 
No. Okay. It, I can't find it. But I used to pretend like I didn't know they were famous. That was my the that was my swag. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like, "Hey, I came across like this page, or like I just saw this. I never heard of you before. Something so <laughs> stupid. Like I didn't know who they were, and try yeah. to try to slip in as like a homie, as a friend." to see if they could, if only I just had it in my head, if they would just look at my pictures, they would fall in love with me. <laughs> did it work? Like, never, it? never, oh. never worked. <laughs> no famous people ever loved me. They're probably me. still like reviewing it. Yeah, and it was so many years ago. I really think I had my shot and I lost it. And I just thought like, <laughs> damn, I wish that Robert Kardashian would have just met me before Black China. I could have had it made right now. But he really had Adrian Bailon and she is like a 10 out of 10. Cheetah sister. There's drama with the Cheetah girls. So Raven, Simone, and Adrian are like thickest thieves. And the other girl, you know, that girl, (laughs) they don't like her. And it's very obvious. They say it. They're like, what, what is it going to take to get a cheetah girls reunion? And then they'll be like, well, I'll do anything with Adrian. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they make it clear. They will not do anything with the other girl. Wait, what about the blonde girl? The blonde uh, white girl? Oh yeah. I forgot about her. Forgot about her too. <laughs> I think so. But I know they have like, the promises, promises one. They have problems with her. <laughs> Last pop culture discussion okay vanderpump vanderpump rules tonight is the night oh my god i cannot wait team ariana there is no other team you know i used to feel bad for raquel even though like but here's the thing like do you like lala i used to like lala yeah I can't stand her I've never liked her like and everyone's like oh she said this like it's great so I'm like but like I kind of felt bad for Raquel because Lala was just so mean to her and Lala Lala has this like like she's from like a rough life even though she's Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. and like she's flavor just because she you know gets a certain kind of dick but like she's not and so I felt bad for Raquel, but like seeing all of this, like I don't care for either of them. Raquel, I could never, ever, ever stand. I would never, she would be somebody that like if she worked with us or something, I'd be like, Danny, she talks too freaking slow. She takes too long to say her words. I can't handle the baby doll voice. She's driving me nuts. She's just too slow. She's like way too slow paced of a person for me. And then the other day, I don't know if it's a girl from Vanderpump Rules or what. But I just read this quickly yesterday, but this girl was like, said something about how hard it was being autistic. And then Raquel wrote like, I can relate. I'm like, so now she's autistic? Like where, where are the sympathy points coming from? <laughs> They're falling from the sky Wait, for her was, right this now. This was post scandal. Yeah, like in the last few days. And she posted today. She's like, I will be at the reunion in person tomorrow. And she'll be there. They'll probably just have like, Sheena away. You can go. You can come. Have you heard what Jax Taylor said about it? Yeah, with him and Brittany, that interview. They have a podcast coming out when reality hit or something like that. 
they have to find a way to become relevant again. But he said it right on the dot for me. Basically, Raquel is the most naive person that you could, you could convince her and peer pressure her to do anything. And she will just like jump off a bridge if you tell her to. Just the Mm -hmm. type of person that she is. And Sandoval is, couldn't handle Ariana's strong, like she's just a badass bitch. Like Ariana just, she was just (laughs) telling how, how it was. It's a blessing what happened for Ariana. Honestly, she's going to go off and she's going to do so freaking amazing. And Sandoval's just going to be, have to file for bankruptcy. And that's going to happen. And Schwartz is like a little like baby. Like, what are we going to do? He is so cute. What are you going to do? I want to burp him. Like, he's just a little boy. (laughs) He's just a baby. I'm like, you're just this little boy still trapped in basically a 40-year-old man's body. And they're, they're still having this amount of drama. But Team Ariana all day, and I cannot wait. I wish they could bring Stassi back, but like... Oh, I, she's favorite. my number one. She is. I love her. her. She is my number one. I love her so much. When she told off Sandoval in the bar when um, she wanted to do her book signing there, and she was doing her book signning there, and she's like, I talked to oh, Lisa. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't need to talk to you. I'm like freaking 5%. <laughs> I talked to Lisa about it and he just wanted to be, have such a part and be like, Stassi asked me to do the book signing at the bar. That's what he mm-hmm. wanted. He just wanted that. He pays his band to practice and everything like $25,000 a month goes to his band. I saw that. Is it normal to get paid for practice? No, no. Right? <laughs> you usually don't get paid to practice. But like he said, um, it's a cover band, right? That's the whole yeah. thing. And then they wrote one original song. In the name, like <laughs> Sandoval and the Extras, like Tom Sandoval and the Extras, like get over but yourself. He has this like 80s glam rock kind of outfit too. Like that's the whole vibe. People that have this whole big facade are just living these like double lives. <laughs> He was just trying to keep up with this whole character and could not keep up. And it finally came crushing down because you know what? It always comes out. It always cheaters. The truth will (laughs) always come out. It doesn't matter if it's in the moment or not. Your house where your girl's at. I guess she like caught him coming out of a room that she was sleeping in. Ariana caught him coming out of a room that Raquel was sleeping in in their house. And she's like, what do you, she said, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I went to get her water. And then there's a rumor that they had a threesome and that she, he basically just never stopped talking to her. Well, there's a huge difference. Is yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. And I just think that there's a huge difference when you're in the know of it and like, yeah, I'm down into like having this full like Sheena says a full-on love affair (laughs) like literally a full-on love affair is happening that you don't know about that's a big freaking deal well (laughs) this has been great I feel like we need to have you back on we got to do more pop culture because I haven't talked pop culture with anyone and I'm just full of random pop culture facts you gotta have pop culture episodes all right well let's take one more swig together i almost drank this whole little bottle so what next time you come because realistically i'm not going there anytime soon (laughs) well cheers cheers san francisco Francisco. (laughs) 